Hey, rock stars, Jim Padilla here. Welcome to Sales Unscripted. And as we are getting ready to, to roll you into this next episode, um, I just I want you to, to really embrace a, a perspective here. We bring you a lot of different sales experts, conversion experts, marketing people. Everybody talks a different angle on the sales perspective. And we only bring you experts. Anybody who I'm talking to in these interviews, they've been vetted and they've got a track record of success and they're great at what they do. Um, but you'll notice there's a lot of similarities and a ton of differences. I mean, there's no one way to do this, but it's, again, it's always about who you're being versus what you're saying and how you're showing up. And Wes Schaefer, um, he's a sales guy through and through, but he's also a very well-rounded expert in life. He's challenges life. He challenges himself physically, mentally, spiritually, um, you know, doing open water swims, you know, uh, long, long distance bike rides, jujitsu, things that bring into other perspectives into his life. Um, and that it helps illuminate the ideas and the paths and the challenges um, and solutions for the sales journey and growing your business. And he's also, you know, kind of a, a unicorn in that he's a tech guy, right? He understands back office. He's an Infusionsoft and a, and a HubSpot expert. And he understands the systems that help support sales success. So you're going to learn a lot of interesting insights. We didn't really go deep in any one area. We touched on a few different things, but then I want you to just tap in, open up, see what you can learn, find one strong nugget that's going to roll with you. And then after you listen to the episode, reach out to him and find out how he can help you take it deeper. So appreciate you being here. Thanks for trusting us to be part of your success team. Pay attention to what you hear here and apply it. Don't just, you know, don't just show up to listen for some knowledge, figure out what you can take and go change your life with because there's more than enough nuggets here to twist and change to make an impact in your business right away if you let it All right we'll talk to you soon see you on the other side welcome to the sales unscripted podcast where it's not what you're saying but who you're being while you're saying it that matters sales and scaling your business is what drives the engine here so drop in, buckle up, and hold on, because we're about to shake up the sales game with the man behind the mic, Jim Padilla. So, Wes, now that we know you are the, the, the guru here, this is what you do. What is, what, is your, what is your slant? What is what makes you unique in the sales game, what is arguably the most crowded marketplace that has ever been? is sales and marketing, and you're one of the millions of people out there who are teaching it. Why you? Because it is crowded. Um, I think it's, it's crowded because there's a lot of money in it. But it doesn't mean that people doing it are, are right or that even they're any good, right? Uh, I think a lot of times they're, they're good at playing on your fears. Um, because sales and marketing is so misunderstood. Um, but my angle, what makes me unique is my understanding of not only the marketing side and how it relates to sales, but the technology side. You know, coming from corporate America and then doing my own thing for 13 years, uh, 12 of those uh, leveraging technology to automate, integrate, and dominate a niche. All right, um, because typically people are, are good at one thing. Like you, you get great sales trainers, and there's a there's an internationally known sales training company 
that has come to me to help them with their infusion soft. Uh, so they understand that being good at sales is one thing, uh, but you need more opportunities, right? How do you attract people to you rather than knocking down doors? And so when you start to leverage technology like email marketing and marketing automation, that brings up the, the marketing side of things. What messaging are you putting out there that can take advantage of the technology that can give you an opportunity to practice that newfound sales skill you have? So by understanding those three areas um, and doing it, like I said, daily now in my own business for 13 years, um, it gives me a unique approach that uh, helps my clients stand apart. So I'm going to, I'm going to push on you on this a little bit, just cause I know you can handle it. Um, so once they're in your world, it's clear how you're different and it's clear your awesomeness shows up, but how does the person who's on the outside looking in when all of these other companies do a great job of making themselves look good, even if they, even if once you walk in the doors, there's nothing there. How do you differentiate yourself from all of them? How does somebody know that you're the one versus all of these other guys who are, who are just recanning somebody else's stuff? Uh, well, if I understand the question, um, you know, I, I eat my own dog food, right? Like talking about Infusionsoft, for example. Years ago, I mean, I've been a partner there since 2008. And I remember, I mean, years ago, somebody contacted me and said, you're the first consultant that I have found that is using the software. You know, and I was like, what? Because uh, I learned a long time ago, you got to be a product of the product. Yeah, what's unique, you know, on my side, I approach technology, you know, as a salesman first, not as a technologist. So I use the software out of the box rather than trying to constantly uh, add plugins and, and try to boost it because that brings problems. As you bring in complexity and third-party tools, just more things that can go wrong. By being a product of the product, my prospects realize, well, if he can do it, then I can too. Uh, and so people, it was Mary Kay, I think, that said, it. you know, people have to believe you know, is it simple? Um, is it effective? And can I do it? Right? You've yeah. got to be able to transfer those those feelings uh, and those ideas to your prospects. And so you got to be consistent throughout, right? And that's, I think it just, people, people know the truth when they see it. Right. Um, a confused mind says no. So when there's discrepancies in your business, when there's discrepancies between the marketing and the messaging and what they see online, et cetera, they just, that's when they ghost on you, right? So if you're consistent throughout, it just, it's a congruent, uh, frictionless transaction. And that's what you really need to aspire to build in your business. Amen to that. Now, you, you talk about automate, integrate and dominate. All makes perfect sense. I get it. Um, I've just been in the interest of time. I'd love to unpack that more. But the formula tied together is great. And that's what's going to lead to the dominate. But what, without knowing what you're doing on the sales side, you're not going to dominate much, even if you, all this is in place. So what, what is your key to making sure that they can actually lock down the sales side of things? Uh, selling, professional selling is a lot different than the hype that you see 
uh, from some of the bigger players. Um, professional salespeople that sell at high dollar and close complex transactions quickly uh, are great at diagnosing. They're great at uh, setting the stage, right? Controlling the conversation from beginning to end. Um, typical salespeople, you know, sales trainers are out there talking about overcoming objections. You know, the sale begins when you hear no, you've got to hear no five times before you get to a yes. Uh, that's what amateurs do. Okay. <clears throat> Professionals are not playing those games. Professionals understand that a magnet repels to the same degree that it attracts. If I repel you with my messaging, that's by design. Amen. I'm not going to apologize for who I am. Uh, no, I'm not going to go out there and try to pick fights. All right. But I will declare and proclaim what I think is best. And then people will be drawn to that. Right. Maybe, maybe I'm a Ford mechanic. Right? I only want to work on Fords. Right? I only want to work on European. You know, I'm not saying Japanese cars are terrible. I'm saying I only work on European. You want to get mad at me? Well, I, I don't care. I mean, that's what I do. Okay. Maybe I only work on diesels. I mean, I got a guy, you know, we took our, take our excursion to, right. It's, he only does diesels. He's not saying gas is bad. So he's not going to get calls from people that want to, to work on their gas truck. Okay. Now maybe he can, that's the beauty of it. Uh, he probably knows gas engines. And so somebody can call and basically beg him, can you please fit me in? I've heard great things about you. I know this isn't your, your your normal thing, but can you fit me in? Yes, I'll take it. You seem like a good guy. I'm going to charge you up front, blah, blah, blah. These are my terms. So you get to kind of pick and choose that way, right? So so declare who you are. Um, understand how to take control of the conversation. Uh, it's got to be a dialogue. It, there can't be... It can't feel like an interrogation on either side, okay? Before you can prescribe, you have to first diagnose. Uh, people that just call you wanting a quote, just give me your ballpark numbers. I'm not going to hold you to this. If you do any of that, you're, you're giving up control. And then now you got to do all the games that, that the others talk about, and I just sit in my style. So what's, what would you say is the, the most important part? What, what is it that you do so well um, that you, and that you teach others to be able to do in the sales conversation? Yeah, it's, it's to make sure it's a conversation, right? Um, you have to, I remember years ago, it was um, probably 12 years ago, everybody was at our house uh, for Christmas. And my wife's aunt had a seizure. She'd never had a seizure before. Uh, fortunately for her, two of her sons are law enforcement. So they remain calm. They secure the area, start working on her, blah, 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 giving directions. You call, you do this, towel. So I go outside and wait for the paramedics. And, um, and I remember the fire truck pulls up. And these guys get out of the truck. Like they're just sauntering over to a family picnic. They get out, they open the little door, they get their kid. One guy comes in with a clipboard, a couple other guys follow up later with a gurney. 
I'm thinking like they're showing up, man, like a SWAT team, right? Deploy, get in here. And they're just as calm as can be. And so after everything settles down, they take her away. She was fine. Um, and I remember talking about it with my cousins. And they're like, look, when you call 911 and you get these first responders, you're not inviting them over for a family picnic. You're calling them for an emergency. It's a chaotic situation. We have to be the calming factor in that situation. If we show up frantic and, and out of control, it's just going to escalate things in a bad way. And I remember I could always stuck with me, right? And the salespeople, if, if your marketing is working, if you're prospecting, you're calling the right people that have pain, right? They have an issue. They have a concern. They're worried. They're losing money. may get fired, right? They're going to be frantic. And if you're that calming presence, right, you're in control of the situation, they're going to defer to you to what your recommendation is. Obviously, hopefully, you're an honest salesperson, and maybe the recommendation is not to work with you. You know, maybe you are that diesel mechanic. You're like, look, I can't help you, right? It's not my specialty. I'm going to send you to Jim. Jim's a good mechanic. He works on gas engines. I don't. I'm going to send you over there. All right. So, but when you, when you have that kind of rapport, that demeanor and, you know, that presence, um, the, because buyers nowadays, you know, the roles have changed a little bit. Back in the day, 20 years ago, you know, certainly before the internet, salespeople were the gatekeepers of the knowledge. Yes. Right. You couldn't just Google it. You couldn't just review them on Yelp and get, you know, see all the reviews on Amazon. And so, so the, the customer was in the dark and had to deal with salespeople uh, to get the info. Now prospects have access to all of the information, which is just as debilitating, maybe even more so. Okay. Because now you want to compare every little thing. Oh, I just bought my Ford truck. Oh, I feel terrible because now I see the new Chevys. Oh, now I feel terrible because I see the new Dodges. I mean, it's like, just buy what you have and enjoy it. All right, but now there's so much information. Now they're coming to us to help them make a decision. All right, Jim, I got, I got 12 spreadsheets here from 12 different vendors. Uh, holy crap. I've been locked down. We are frozen we haven't done anything significant in our company in the last 90 days. A friend of mine is working with a company. They evaluated full on evals, six different CRM platforms in the last year. Wow. They are getting nothing done. They yeah. are totally confused. Okay. It's um, so now they're coming to salespeople needing help that they're basically saying, what do I do? Just, just tell me, right. My, my shoulder hurts. I've been to six chiropractors, 12 acupuncturists. I've been to Reiki masters. I've been doing yoga. I just make the pain in my shoulder stop. Whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do. Right? And they just need somebody to confidently say, you know what? Just put some ice on it. Stop throwing the baseball for a week. You'll be okay. Definitely. Oh, thank you. Definitely. And, you know, it's interesting because when people are thinking about scaling business, often they're talking about how, you know, try to go as wide as you can, try to capture as much as you can in the net. 
our experience has actually been the opposite. We've scaled because we've gotten extremely focused on who we serve. You know, we, you, you scale more effectively when people can refer you with ease because they know exactly who you serve and how. They know how to find you. All this right. stuff matters. And that's what, you know, we're talking to Wes Schaefer about all this here. He is the sales whisperer. And you can uh, you catch him. If you hear what you're liking right now, if you're liking what you're hearing, you want to drop something on, go hit him up on uh, Twitter at the sales whisperer. Actually, not at, not at the sales whisperer, at sales whisperer. There you go. And, uh, and, and let him know that you're, you're, you're down with what he's talking about here. And this is really key, guys, all of this stuff. You have to know your niche super well. And more importantly, you got to know how you impact that niche more than anybody else. And, and being able to, you know, Wes is a bit of a, of a unicorn in that he's a sales guy who's also a tech guy. Most salespeople are creative and they stay away from the, the tech side of things. So he's, uh, you, got, you got an interesting perspective. And how, how would you say that that benefits you the most um, in being able to communicate what you do to people? Well, it's just like being bi or trilingual, you know, you, you're just, you you just have a different perspective. You kind of see the big picture. Um, you know, anything, there's always compromises. Um, sometimes by seeing the big picture, maybe you're slow to take action because you're, you're trying to consider everything. Uh, but at my core, I'm a salesperson, which, you know, and a business owner. So I know that decisions have to be made. I'm comfortable having only 10 or 20 or 30% of the information and making a decision. Uh, and so, you know, uh, 20, what, 22 years now in corporate America, 13 as a business owner, uh, I've seen most things. So uh, I've got a good record of picking winners, you know, right. so um, chances are good that the decision I help you make is going to be the right one for you and we can just get after it, you know, but regardless, I mean, whether you're going down a dead end or you're on the right path, go fast. Right? If it's a dead end, you, you need to get to the end so you can turn around and eliminate that path, eliminate that option, and get back on the right track. And so, you know, we always hear the story of Edison. You know, I didn't I discover the light bulb, I discovered, you know, 10,000 ways not to do it. It sounds so romantic and glorious, but when you're in the middle of it, when you got kids to feed, a mortgage to pay, staff to pay, and things aren't where you're going down another dead end path. It's not a happy feeling at that time. Not at all. You better, you better know the big picture. You better know why you're in it, you know, or you won't stick with it. Yeah. Um, you know, and you were talking about that. You were, you had a conversation. I was listening to a podcast episode with, uh, I think with Liam Austin and you guys were talking about, you know, a, a similar concept in the way he was approaching uh, summits, but that, um, you can't, you have to know exactly how you serve that market really well. And it will, you'll make mistakes, but you'll make them faster because you'll know exactly who you're making them for and how, right. and then you can figure it out when you're trying to do too many things, you have too many variables. So even when you're making the mistakes, you don't know which mistake you made. You don't right. even know how to diagnose it. Right. Right. And then, you know, of course, then the problem is you need somebody like you to be full on expert and come in, who's going to solve the problem. And you have to pay them top dollar. Yeah. So. <laughs> I always tell people, you know, the only time you'll cry with me is when you write that check. <laughs> After that, it's all good. You know? <laughs> but it, it's better than, than crying later. 
Amen. Right? Oh, I got a got a really cheap mechanic. I'm so happy. You know, chug, chug, chug. You know, you're you're stranded on the side of the road. That's a bad time to be crying. Yeah. Right? So, uh, I always tell people it's better to pay more than you want it than less than you should. Oh, I love that. That's great. Um, I'm going to borrow that one, man. That's going to be a perfect a Wesism. <laughs> like it. And that's a, that's a lesson we can all take from. Um, you know, we can we can dive deep into this. I I, I, I know I love the way your brain works. Um, let's make sure everybody knows where to find you. Um, if you guys go to the show notes at salesunscripted.com, there is a link there for the saleswhisperer.com uh, to to find out more about Wes and how he can help you fine tune and elevate your sales perspective here and, and really come up with better strategies so you're, you're being able to get more with less effort, right? More streamlined effectiveness. Um, who's the ideal person who should be reaching out to you? There's a few different types. Um, for the individual salesperson, maybe you're a, a quota carrying, you know, W-2 employee. I've got the 30-day sales growth program. You know, it's an affordable uh, program, on-demand content, private group. You can ask questions of me. That's, that's what got me on my journey when I joined a similar program years ago uh, before Facebook and everything else. Back then, we had a weekly phone call and there was a PDF, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, you know, there's resources for those type of people. Um, if you're a business owner, you know, or, or a leader, you know, I'm working with, with mid-sized companies, like their VP of sales, VP of marketing, or the, or the owner um, that needs to get out of Excel and sticky notes, right? Or tighten up your current technology, you know, your CRM, your, your sequences, you know, the cadence, the sales enablement. Those are some of the buzzwords uh, of companies I'm working with now. Um, you know, so I can help those, you know, if you're in those leadership type roles, and sales and marketing aren't getting along, um, or you're getting the leads not converting, uh, you're getting appointments but not closing, you know, any along those stages, I can help. Perfect. And I can vouch for the importance of having a tech person, even if that's what you're looking at him as a sales guy who understands technology. Right. Um, but like uh, we, we use a tech team internally here who is a sales minded person. So he's not tech first or engineering first, he's conversion first, and then knows how to use the technology to support greater conversions. And you guys, let me tell you, that makes all the difference in the world. You need somebody who's got a sales mind who can speak into the strategy of how your backend should be put together. So I highly recommend you talk to Wes. He's certified in some of the top platforms out there. Check out his podcast. It's the sales podcast, not the sales whisperer podcast. I was searching right. for that wrongly. Um, uh, and those links will be in the show notes. So we'll find them uh, any way that you need to, but I encourage you to reach out, have a conversation, find out more about how he can shed light on your situation. I know he's a super generous guy. So even if you just want to pick his brain, uh, he can point you in the right direction uh, and, and offer the right solutions for you. Like I said, you'll only cry when you write the check. It's the only time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So one, one other question that we were asking of experts, and I'm always fascinated where this goes. You talk about, um, you know, uh, writing a, a book around your daily journalings. I, this is going to become my, my book coming up soon. What are you doing in your personal life that is carrying over and having direct benefits in your business? That wasn't the intention. Oh, I don't know if it wasn't the intention, but I mean, I've always um, attended, you know, weekly religious services, 
uh, and I've always stayed active physically, you know, whether it's weightlifting or mountain biking. Uh, I do an annual swim uh, for the Navy SEAL Foundation every year. We swim across Tampa Bay. Um, I've been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu now for, for two and a half years. So, you know, you've got to have some, some things like that. I mean, your, your faith is important. You know, that can never waver. Uh, it keeps you grounded, it puts everything in perspective. And then, you know, having physical challenges. Uh, you know, when I first swam across Tampa Bay, I don't know, five years ago now, I'd never done an open water swim, you know, and it's, it's over three miles. Uh, and it was, you know, I questioned my sanity when I started doing that. You know, I, I couldn't swim. I couldn't swim 500 meters. I don't, I couldn't swim a hundred without stopping and being winded. Right now my warmups 500 meters. Nice. You know, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I mean, people ask me when I started, if I was a smoker, cause I was just like, so beat like, no, I've never been a smoker. It's like, it was just that hard. I was that winded. I was just exhausted. Just, I would just tap out of exhaustion. Like, man, I, I got to sit one out, you know, it, you know, now I'm down 20, I don't know, 24 pounds and you know, I'm 49 years old and I'm giving the 20 year olds fits, you know, it's fun. Awesome. Um, so, so what stay. are you learning? What are you learning about yourself with all of that? I, that's impressive stuff. I'm yeah, kudos to you, man. That's, that's good stuff. Taking that discipline. Um, how does that carry over into your business? How does that help you support clients better and, and reach your missions? Well, a lot of things, you know, it keeps you, it keeps you grounded. It keeps you well-rounded. Um, you know, we, you hear about the grind and the hustle and all that. And it's like, look, man, if you have an eight hour day, if you have a 40 hour week, right? An eight hour a day. So during the week, that means only one third of your life should be business. And you throw in the weekends when you're, you shouldn't be working, right? If you go into an old traditional model, you know, that's even less than a third. Right. right? And most people are like two thirds, you know, 70, 80% work. And they're just, I think ultimately they're, they're no fun to be around. They, I think you start to lose your creativity. You've, you've got you've to sleep. You've got to have exposure to other things um, because you, you get insight from play, right? From music, from, from unwinding. Uh, and you see things, like I, I'll ask people, you know, it's like, what does... What does Southwest Airlines have in common with, you know, Kroger grocery store or Trader Joe's or Whole Foods, right? What does Southwest Airlines have in common with Whole Foods? Most people are like, you know, nothing, right? It's a grocery store and an airline. Uh, Wes, you must not be feeling well, right? It's like, well, don't they both have a perishable product, right? If the San Diego to Phoenix flight takes off at eight o'clock, if those seats aren't sold by 759, any empty seat is lost inventory, right? It's like a tomato spoiling uh, on the shelf or falling down, right? And just in getting ruined. So what can an airline learn? Because what happens is everybody hangs out with the same gurus. If I'm a chiropractor, I go to all these chiropractic conferences. And I learn how to snap necks and tweak backs and I learn all the latest gizmos. Right. But maybe if you're a chiropractor, you should go to a, a computer security conference. I mean, who knows what you're going to learn, but you're going to get some insight 
that your competitors don't have. You're going to get a new approach, you know, because what happens, and I tell people this, you need to stick at something until it becomes boring. All right. Because when it becomes boring to you, your mind can now wander, which is a good thing. Right. You're probably like me. I mean, I can get dressed. I can shower, brush my teeth, shave, get dressed in the dark. Right. Right. My towels on the same place. My toothpaste is in the same place. My underwear is on the left hand side of the second drawer. I know where everything is. So as I'm going through those motions, I'm thinking about my day. I'm thinking about a podcast. I'm thinking about a new article I can write because I'm not just focused on putting one foot in front of the other. And when you're in business, you know, when you're bored, what happens is a typical entrepreneur, I got multiple irons in the fire. I'm this really creative hustler. Maybe that's the time for you to invent something, a new approach in your business that helps you stand apart, right? Because no, you're no longer just that backcracker neck snapper. Exactly. You come up you come up with a new angle for stretching or for you invent a whole new device that helps with like, I'm dealing with this right now. I need traction on my neck from a, from a shoulder and neck injury. And maybe they invent some new thing, you know, for self adjusting or something. And, and all because you had the discipline to stick it out, you know? So I don't remember the original question, but I hope that answered it. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. <laughs> that's the whole gig. I think we, we get so locked into trying to do the vertical and it's great, but there are other things that matter. I mean, I look outside just even, even not in other business arenas, but other selling arenas, you know, I mean, I, I'll go, we don't sell cars, but I, you know, I, I look into what sales training is going on in the car industry. How are they teaching people to sell cars? How are they teaching people to sell timeshares? How are they teaching people to attract business? You know, how are they developing? How are they growing sales teams there? How are restaurants growing sales floor, which is wait staff, et cetera? You know, because I don't, I already know what happens in my industry. I want to know what's happening in other people that are, you know, that yeah. I can share with them and what they can learn, share with us. You're going to learn from others. Yeah. And, you know, plus just in being and having different skills, just shutting down for a while. You know, I think that's what we were getting after, yeah. you know, when, when you're fighting for an hour and a half, literally for your own survival, trying not to get your wrist or elbow or shoulder broken or knee or foot or choked out unconscious, <laughs> you have a lot of clarity at that moment. Right. I'm not worried about email autoresponders and bounce rates and whatever else. I just want to survive for the next five seconds. Okay. And so it's kind of like hitting a reset, you know, every now and then, like I got a 16 year old MacBook pro and I just brought it into Apple and they, I thought maybe the battery was failing or whatever. And, and I realized I had never like done a fresh install on that machine. So we just had six years of updates and blah, blah, blah. And so we just had it all backed up and we just blew it away and reinstalled everything. And that thing is almost as good as new. Right. You know, and so you need, you need to go for a run, a mountain bike, swim, go try to get killed in jujitsu, right? Those things kind of reset yourself. Okay. And uh, you're going to bring new perspective to your business that you didn't think was possible. That's fantastic wisdom right there and a great way to wrap this up here, guys. So um, we'll definitely have to continue the conversation, Wes, and get you back on another time and dive deeper into some of this and even talk more about some of the specifics of, uh, 
of how you put your campaigns together that that can really shed some light on people. But you know, everything you shared today is is super insightful. So, guys, I hope you reach out to Wes, ask him questions, sh- you know, share with him what insight you've gained here, um, and anything you do uh, find out and work with him, let us know how that's going for you. Um, but but check him out at saleswhisperer.com and uh, and and hit us up on the show notes. Wes, super appreciative, man. Really appreciate your insight and who you are as a man, not just as a businessman. All right, Jim, I'll show them where to go from here, man. Look, if you love what you're hearing, here is a great way to get more. You can get a free month's access to our awesome drop-in coaching group. Here's all you got to do. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and share it. Let us know when you do at salesunscripted.com forward slash get more. Look for the share your review button on the page. That's all you got to do. We'll see you next week.